It's Mattress Firm's President's Day Preview Sale. For a limited time, save up to $600 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Like a Sleepy's Memory Foam Queen Mattress, now just $399.99. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $699. Don't wait. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for our best deal of the year. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. The woman joining me in this hour is a radio veteran, and she's come full circle from talk radio to music and back again. She has launched her blog and her podcast. You can find her podcast at rate and her blog at radioornot.com, and she did it back in 2008. She began hosting on the Air America Network. She did fill-in stints that turned into a nightly late-night show, and she lasted for the uh, final year of their existence at uh, Air America. And it went under. Uh, she moved on the show uh, from radio online to radio or not. That She continues that today. Many of you have heard her sitting in for Randy Rhodes and others, and soon she's actually going to sit in for me, I think, a day or two while I'm on vacation. More than a pleasure to have with us Nicole Sandler. Hey, Nicole. How you doing? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Hi, Leslie. Hi, and it's good to good to have you with us, Nicole. Good to be here. Um, I uh, you you're in Florida, right? <laughs> I'm in Florida, yes, as I like to call it. Florida, yeah. Well, I started my talk radio career in Miami, and uh, I was just curious because you know there's something called climate change. A lot of people question, and but you're um, not allowed to say that if you work for the state of Florida. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I um. I, um, I live in California where normally it's 80 degrees this time of year, and it's 59 right now. I kid you not, I have heat on in the studio in Los Angeles. Wow. And, and I, know my, my, I, I know my crew in Buffalo is laughing as it's 30 degrees <laughs> and snowed yesterday, and yeah. they keep their violins in the case. But I was just wondering, are you guys, is it cooler than usual in Florida for this time of year? Uh, no, it's, it's its usual humid, sticky, you know, thick, gooey air that you can cut. Um, but, but what's different is, I mean, if you lived here in South Florida, you know that it used to be, uh, you know, the, the same weather pattern at this time of year, you know, sunny morning, late afternoon and evening thunderstorms. That would last for maybe an hour and then they blow over. Um, now, when it rains, it'll, like, it'll stick around all day. I mean, everything is different. That, well, see, so, you know, what... you're going to have a good laugh. I remember, I will not say her name, and I do remember it. I remember when I moved to Miami and I did uh, radio, and at the time I wanted to do television, and I was doing news before I did talk, and I was doing radio news as a, sort of, at the time, a hopeful stepping stone into TV. You know you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this woman. I'm sure you know her, but I was her name. And uh, very hot, ditzy blonde, okay? Well, who was there are a the... lot of them down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, we've got some out here too. And uh-huh. and uh, she, you know, she did the weather. And I remember saying to a guy I worked with at the radio station, and I said, um, "What do you have to do to become a meteorologist?" He goes, "Why do you want to?" I said, "Oh no, no, I'm not interested. You know, in that. I'm just, you know, curious because she didn't seem like the brightest, you know, star in the sky." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, it's South Florida." And he goes, "All you got to say is it's gonna be." Sunny and warm, you know, sunny, warm and humid with a little sprinkle in the afternoon. He goes, that's how it is every day. <laughs> so it's funny you say yeah, that because it. It, he's like, she probably isn't a meteorologist. She just looks good. <laughs> right. Well, that's what it used to be, but it has changed. Um, and that's the thing about climate change is the weather patterns that that used to be normal are different now. 
everything is different now. You can't count on anything. I mean, look, the Midwest had a very relatively mild winter, but you look at the Northeast and yeah, there were snow flurries in Boston again this morning. Yep. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I, I know. I know. Oh, wow. Well, it's so what, funny because I lived and worked in Los Angeles for 15 years. See? So we, we've traded Who's following places. Who's right? yeah, We just <laughs> trade places. Yeah. Well, I grew I've, up down here, too. That's why I wound up back here. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, well, I, I hear you. I've, uh, I've, I've worked everywhere. Everywhere I've lived, I have to say, there's been good and bad, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I loved Miami when I lived there. I had a lot of things that happened in Miami that changed my life. I met my husband in an elevator. Uh, I met, um, uh, I met my husband in an elevator and, uh, I became a talk show host there, uh, you know, quite oh. by accident, which has, you know, been my career for numerous years. So, um, I'm, I'm glad to have it. I'm glad to have you with us. It's amazing you and I have not met, though, considering we really have traveled in very same circles for so many right. years. Right, but it seems like we're not in the same city at the same time. Yeah, very true, right. very true. It's nothing personal, Nicole, I promise. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and, and through the interwebs, you know, we, we're, we're virtually together now. That's true. That's true. We've Perfect. commented on each other's things on time mm-hmm. to time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of. It, it, today, when, when you know, I, I said, you know, I want to have you on the show as a guest and also to talk. And I wanted people, you know, in my audience, I'm sure already know you, but I wanted them to, you know, hear you again before you came on uh, sitting in for me. Thank you. Allowing me to have a, a vacation in life. And, um, it, you know, we said, what would you like to talk about? And you said, I, I want to talk about TPP. I want to talk about this Trans-Pacific Partnership. First of all, I want folks to know I like them to peer behind the curtain. Why was it this is like, you know, your topic du jour, this is what you're really passionate about and feeling it, you know, strongly about right now? Well, because I think so many people are misinformed about it. And and part of that is the media's fault because, you know, the media has been ignoring this issue uh, with the with the exception of maybe Ed Schultz on MSNBC and a handful of others. Um, that, that is not to say anything about us radio folk because we tend to we tend to cover everything. But on television, uh, I think Bernie Sanders made a speech on the floor of the Senate the uh, day before yesterday when he was attempting to slow down this fast track train, um, and he said zero coverage on uh, on ABC, zero coverage on uh, on CBS, zero coverage on NBC, with the exception of a little bit of talk on MSNBC, and I know Ed Schultz has been all over it, but even that only started maybe six months ago when many of us have been talking about the Trans-Pacific Partnership for years now. What people don't realize is this began under the Bush administration. Negotiations for the Trans-Pacific Partnership predated Barack Obama. So the question is, as we're finding... Um, you know, as we're seeing small sections of it leaked out and they have to be leaked. The only way we've seen them is because of WikiLeaks, because this whole thing has been negotiated in secret. But we've had some entities out there, Public Citizens, uh, Global Trade Watch Division, for instance, has been informing us of some of the scarier provisions in it that we've seen in recent months, thanks to WikiLeaks. But now... There, uh, President Obama is pushing for this fast-track authority, also known as Trade Promotion Authority, that would make members of Congress uh, give up the, you know, per, do away with their what they're supposed to do, what they were elected to do, which was to read and understand legislation. Right. This is not the transparency we asked for. Hang on, Nicole. We're right. going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Nicole Sandler's our guest. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away.
Hey there, how you doing, America? I'm Leslie Marshall. She's Nicole Sandler. She, as you know, and if you don't, is a radio veteran. She's come full circle, and she is a talk show host who launched her blog and podcast back in 08. It is called RadioOrNot.com. Please check it out. Nicole is my guest in this hour, and she's going to be sitting in for me one of the days, uh, one or two days, uh, Nicole, I know. I think it's going to be just uh, May 8th. Okay, uh, Friday, May 8th. I'm going Friday. to be gone. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, let me see, uh, gone the week after next, and she's filling in the last day of that vacation. I thank you for that, Nicole, and I'm, I'm really pleased for our listeners to have you uh, sit in for me because it's, it, you know it's hard to hand the reins over of your, with your baby. I do. You know, <laughs> so I, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you with the baby. Um, no Nicole, you were saying before the break, for people that just tuned in, we were talking about Trans-Pacific Partnership and that, you know, I asked you why you, you chose this, and, and you said, you know, people aren't getting, you know, all the facts – and um, one, one of the things that you mentioned, and, and I'm glad, but going into the break, was the lack of transparency mm-hmm. and the lack of the ability for Congress to do its due diligence. And we want Congress to do its due diligence. We may not like this composite of the Congress currently because we are Democrats um, and it is a uh, Republican majority. Uh, but, you know, if this were a Republican president and a Democratic majority in the House and the Senate, we'd be screaming about this particular well, deal course. because of that alone. Right. And it's not only the lack of transparency. They've actually changed a little bit. So now members of Congress can read the thing. Uh, back about a year ago, you know, I talk with uh, Congressman Alan Grayson as a regular guest on my show, and he's one of the ones who's been raising red flags about this for quite a while now. And back when he was saying, I can't even read it, he was finally able to read it, but he had to go into a a special room with no computers, no windows. He couldn't even bring a pencil and paper to take notes, and he couldn't bring a staffer with him. He could read it, but he couldn't tell us about it because then he'd have to kill us. Yeah, I'm joking, but st- he can't, <laughs> still can't tell us about it. Um, he couldn't take notes, couldn't bring a staffer, and that still remains. They, they can see it, but they can't tell us what's in it. That's a problem. Now, the other part of it that's a big problem is that we're not even talking right now about the Trans-Pacific Partnership itself, the, the, the so-called trade deal itself, because it's not done. They're still negotiating it. What has been voted on out of two committees, one in the House, one in the Senate, this week is the fast-track provision, also known as Trade Promotion Authority, that President Obama is pulling out all the stops to get. And what that does is it tells members of Congress You know how it's your responsibility to read the legislation and then um, debate it uh, vociferously and amend it when necessary. This takes that away. With fast track, there's limited debate. Alan Grayson told me it amounts to 88 seconds per member. That's how much time is allotted for debate. And no amendments allowed. It's, It's a straight up or down vote. He wants this. The president, the administration wants this before we know what's in the bill. And now, yesterday, he spoke to OFA, which used to be, you know, Obama for America. Now it's organizing for action. And he's he's real. I, I, I'm bothered by this because I like I like President Obama. I think he's done some really good things. I think he's done some not so good things, too. And I think it's our responsibility to criticize when it's warranted. In this case, it's really warranted um, because he's pushing for Congress to basically give up the, their responsibility of debating and amending legislation. 
Um, and the few provisions that we have seen, thanks to WikiLeaks, are really scary. The most recent one uh, was just released last week by WikiLeaks, and it's the um, it's the uh, ISDS clause that stands for Investor State Dispute Settlement Clause. Do you know what this is about? Tell us. This is um, this this uh, this sort of creates these international business tribunals. Say company X uh, 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 manufactures widgets, but their widgets we don't let them make them here in the U.S. because their practices would hurt. They, it, it, they would run afoul of our environmental laws. Say the, their process by which they manufacture these widgets pollutes our waterways. And so we, our environmental laws don't allow it. This company can go before this international tribunal with no judges, nobody who has any jurisdiction here in the U.S., and they can sue American taxpayers for their loss of potential revenue. And this tribunal, which the judges, I guess, on the tribunal are members of this international business community, these international multinational corporations, and they can levy a fine against the U.S. taxpayer to make up for potential lost revenue for this corporation because they're not allowed to manufacture their widgets here in the U.S. You know, when you when you look at the reality of, of players here, okay, mm-hmm. um, big business, Republicans, but mm-hmm. then the president and his administration back this. Yeah. Yet organized labor, most Democrats, environmental groups oppose it without yep. even knowing what it is. Without even, not even knowing what it was about. For me, as a progressive, as a liberal, as a Democrat, I, I would say if organized labor, most Dems and environmental groups are opposed to it, I'm probably going to be opposed to it. Of course, I haven't been right. allowed to read it. Um, but, but that seems to be what people are scratching their heads about. We have a lot of people tweeting, and I wanted to share some of those, um, because Gregory says that this deal gives the American worker um, no defense against slave labor. Um, basically it's like, um, you know, he says it replaces China and India with Vietnam and Malaysia. And then odd, uh, tweet, she says, how is it possible that the GOP and Obama, the president are wanting, actually wanting the same thing. And there's not wrong to have bipartisan support, but this, this is a questionable support for obviously a very questionable uh, deal, which many people say is not a good deal. And, and, and I'm very surprised. Are, are you surprised, Nicole, that the president, who's an intelligent man, I am. would be in favor of such a bad deal? I've asked the question time and time again, has he read this? Because the few sections that I have read, this latest one on these, you know, the international business, these tribunals, which we had heard about but hadn't read the text before, frightening the, the 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 chapter on intellectual property which was leaked which was released by wikileaks um, i don't know almost a year ago already frightening i mean the, it'll raise the cost on generic drugs i mean we've seen little bits and pieces that all raise red flags to me but you know what leslie even put the the specifics of what's in this thing to the side because it's not done yet and just talk about why fast track what 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 they usually do and what they you know there have been fast track um trade promotion authority bills passed in the past actually this was an invention of richard nixon 
And they're usually introduced before a trade deal begins negotiations. The, the fact that, you know, the president's trying to get this through, like right before negotiations are about to end when it's almost complete, tells me that there's stuff in there that, that you know, he thinks if Congress actually reads or if the American people get to read before Congress votes on it, that they're going to be screaming, hell no, like Harry Reid said it the other day. Harry Reid said not just no, but hell no. Um, Again, democracy calls for an open debate and an amendment process, and fast track would prohibit them from happening. And so, and all we can do is look at history. We can look at our, our past trade deals, NAFTA and CAFTA, and say, you know what, if history is, is any clue as to how this is going to be, um, not so fast, please. And then the president's saying, well, you know, this is not like NAFTA or CAFTA at all. Well, really? Then, then let us see the text of it before you um, say no amendments, no debate. I agree. Uh, I think we have some calls. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Is Michael still with us or no, guys? He just wanted to give us a message. Hello, yeah, can you Michael, hear me? Yes, Michael, Line 5 in the Bronx. How you doing? Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Michael says he has called you before, Nicole. Oh, I know Michael. Hello, hey there. my lovely Facebook friends. <laughs> I haven't heard from you in a long time. Yeah. I know, I know. I had to, I had to call and say hello and confirm to Leslie that, yes, Leslie, your baby is in good hands because Nicole is one. Well, I know that. I wouldn't have asked her otherwise. Michael yes, so S.W. in the Bronx. Yeah. That's me. That's me. Absolutely. And just from one um, listener to all listeners, hey, you will not be disappointed with Nicole. We know, Michael. That's why we asked her to be on. <laughs> but I got to give you credit, Leslie, because you sure know how to um, find the people to sell it to you because you, you got a top-notch show yourself, sister. Let me tell you. Well, appreciate that, Michael. Michael, did you have anything to say on TPP? <laughs> yes, I do. I like to ease everyone's... Um, nerves for me because it sounds like to me this is another session of our president playing chess with Republicans in mm-hmm. Congress. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that this bill, um, I don't know the exact details word for word in the bill, but it still has to go to his desk for him to sign, and I'm sure that he reviews it before signing it. Oh, so God. the thing is... You know, mm. You're giving him too much credit. Look, I understand you trust the guy, but what I, I trust saw him more than the Republicans. Yeah, but wait a minute, you wait a minute, Michael. You trust him more than the Republicans. You just said, He's but the Republicans are backing him on this. I I understand that part. I understand that part. I would like to see what happens from here because I'm not so sure to quickly criticize him on this. I criticized him before in terms of um, wanting Republicans to jump on board, and they kept obstructing him, and I was like, the hell with it already. You know, start issuing your executive orders. Yeah, he finally did that, but, you know, so far down the road. And and like I said, I just want to see what happens here. Well, then, Michael, in that case, in that case, then, then forget about fast track. When the when the TPP is done being written, give Congress and the American people the opportunity to read it and Congress debate it and amend it. That's what fast track would stop. It would uh, there would be no amendments allowed 
and very, very limited debate. As Alan Grayson said, 88 seconds of debate time per member. That's not enough for a a bill of this magnitude. Fast Track would say we're going to push it through before you have a chance to read it. That's not democracy. I I understand that, too. But then another thought came to mind. What if President Obama gave these Republicans a taste of their own medicine in terms of, like, just as the Republicans want to make this last change, that this last main change. But if you read, have you read any of the, Michael, have you read any of the sections of it that have been released via WikiLeaks yet? I I have, uh, to be honest, I have not. That's what you need to do. Or read any of the number of of uh, sort of uh, uh, you know uh, synopsis of them. Go to ourfuture.org. Read Dave Johnson's blog there. There's so much out there to read about it, but so many people are rushing. It's like you can't criticize our president. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. He yeah, plays and, and, and Nicole, I'm glad. I'm actually, I'm actually glad Michael brought this up because one of the things, and I'm glad you do this as well. I'm a Democrat, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to just agree with another Democrat, even if nope. it's a president, a, you yep. know, an elected official that I voted for twice, uh, simply because we're of the same ilk uh, ideologically and you know, uh, poli- you know, in, in political definition right. and, and theory. The, the 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 reality here is. And we, we've had a number of people from various unions and, and different organizations on that talk about the problem that we have in the United States as a result of other bad trade deals like NAFTA, as an example, is we have a deficit as to what we import versus what we export. Oh, I big mean, time How many people deficit. in China hold up something, say, made in the USA as much as we hold up something that says made right. in China? How many people in Japan are driving American cars? Right. So when we have, and I'm sure, you know, as here, the BMW or the Mercedes might be the luxury, you know, is it the, the Chevy or the Ford or the GM vehicle in Germany? No. No. So the, the bottom line is, uh, you know, a good, a good deal would create more jobs for us and would have more of them buying our product. And those are two things it doesn't do. So to me, it's not a good deal, Michael. It doesn't have to do whether President Obama's behind it or whoever's behind it. It's not a good deal to me based on just those two two aspects alone. And then you add into the element of the um, the, the political um, and, and sneakiness of it, but the, 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 the timing of it, the political aspect where – Congress doesn't have enough time to debate this. Uh, the manner in which they're they can't at, amend it, right? right they can't amend it. The, the manner in which they're, you know, looking at this. But for the American people, in the best interest of the American people, where we want something that's going to improve our economy, create jobs, and bring jobs home, it does none of that. I, uh, yeah, I, I hear, I hear you on that. And let me just ask you: You don't think that at the last minute? President Obama might do a 180 and be like on second thought. No. He'll veto the bill? No. No. He's pushing too hard for this. And he's he's created, there's a big divide now in the Democratic Party where he's calling out Elizabeth Warren for pushing back against this. So yesterday people were on Twitter saying Elizabeth Warren lied about the TPP. Well, no, she didn't. And it's getting really really ugly to the point where I was called a racist yesterday because I'm criticizing what? something that the president is for. Right, Michael, you've been listening to me for years. You know I'm anything but. But because oh, yeah. I dare to criticize something that the president is for, people are pulling out the race card. It's like, and then you know, the right will, criti- the right the will criticize you and I 
if uh, we just agree with the president, right. it's like, oh, you're, you know, I've had Bill Riley be like, oh, oh, you're, you're just an Obama girl. And, it, and it's like, you know, no, I can think for myself. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Speaking of thank you. Thank you for your call. And uh, Nicole, we have like 60 seconds left. And I, this is just, I feel it's been five minutes. We've been having a good time. <laughs> um, one sentence, you know, in less than 60, you know, you can do it. Doesn't have to be a sentence. In less than 60. Okay. What do you want the people to know about TPP or the last thing you want to leave them with today? Well, what I'd say is don't even worry about the TPP itself. What you should be worried about is the is the push for fast-track authority. It's a push to circumvent democracy. It's a push to get members of Congress to say, that's all right. What we do doesn't really matter. We'll, the president wants this. We'll, let, we'll push it through with very little debate, no amendments, and a very quick, very fast up or down vote. That's not how a bill becomes a law. That's not democracy. Thank you. Very well said. I agree with you. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. They're just focused on TPP. What about Fast Track? Nicole, thank you. Follow Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Sandler, N-I-C-O-L-E-S-A-N-D-L-E-R. Her website is NicoleSandler.com. And check out where you can hear her radio podcast and read her blog, Radio or Not. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.